Hello, everyone. Lee Arnold welcoming you once again to another edition of Country Music Conversations. This week, we'll be featuring one of the most important names in country music who began her career as a child star, none other than Lori Morgan. You might say that not only talent runs in her family, but it gallops. But before we start this conversation, here are a few words from our sponsor. Country Music Conversations with Lee Arnold's podcast is made possible by our sponsor, MarketSmith, Inc., the digital media agency that's been growing brands like Toomey, Shark Ninja, New Jersey Lottery, PSE&G, Blue Mercury Cosmetics, and Dick Sporting Goods. You know what makes this agency so good at what they do? Because simply being a marketing agency is no longer enough. Solution-based, problem-solving, and ever-evolving, they create enduring value for DTC and B2B brands by opening up and growing marketing channels. Their patented AI offerings, informed by human intelligence, allow them to act with agility and intellect. I was speaking with the CEO not too long ago, and she was saying they take on clients who know who they are, who want to grow, and clients that know what they want. These big brands choose MarketSmith because they want to merge with a partner who'll make them exceptional and an agency that will grow their revenue. Digital marketing is not easy, but MarketSmith Inc. knows when to make the media dollars work hard for their clients. You have a brand you want to grow? Well, contact MarketSmith.com and tell them Lee Arnold sent you. Lori's father was the renowned George Morgan, who was one of the stars of the Grand Old Opry. Lori was born in Nashville, the fifth child of George and Anastasia Morgan. She made her debut at the Grand Old Opry at the tender age of 13, when her father brought her on stage to sing Paper Roses, the result being a standing ovation, and thus her career began. After her father passed away in 1975, Lori was on the road with members of her father's band and played many small clubs until 1977 when they disbanded. Then she began touring with seal player Roy Wiggins. After that, Lori found a job as a receptionist, songwriter, and demo singer for Acuff Rose Music. As a result of working at Acuff Rose Music, Lori had the opportunity to sign with that company's Hickory Records label, which issued her first two singles in 1979. During the early 1980s, Lori continued to tour primarily in nightclubs and served as an opening act for people like Jeannie Seeley and Jack Green. Her next big career move happened in 1988, when Lori was signed to RCA Records and released her first single called Trainwreck of Emotion. It got to number 20 on the Hot Country charts, and she was off and running. She followed it up with other hits, like Dear Me and Out of Your Shoes. Out of Your Shoes became her first number one country hit. During her years at RCA, her producer was Barry Beckett, and in 1992, Lori made another big career decision when she left RCA and signed with BNA Records. She moved because she felt her relationship with RCA had become stale. 
Along with a new label affiliation, she had a new producer, Richard Landis. This combination proved to be successful as she continued to have many top-selling hits. Lori's personal life has been turbulent at times, especially with personal relationships. Lori has been married six times. Her first husband was Ron Gaddis, a musician with George Jones Road Band. Her second marriage was to country music singer Keith Whitley, which lasted from 1986 until Keith's untimely death in 1989. In 1991, she married Brad Thompson, a former bus driver for Clint Black, but that marriage lasted only two years. Lori dated Troy Aikman, the well-known football star, and was romantically linked to politician Fred Thompson. In 1996, Lori married country singer John Randall, and in that year, she also published her autobiography called Forever Yours, Faithfully, My Love Story. She married her fifth husband, country singer Sammy Kershaw, in 2001, and that marriage lasted only six years. In 2008, Lori filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy with an estimated $1 to $10 million in debt. By her own admission, she said, quote, I didn't watch my money or audit my accountants, unquote. Her sixth marriage took place September 15, 2010, to Tennessee business owner Randy White. Now, let's listen to a conversation we had with Lori in 1988 as she discusses her heavy road schedule, stories behind some of her big hits, and her life after the passing of her husband, Keith Whitley. Here now is Lori Morgan. Everybody's favorite sweetheart, Lori Morgan, is with us here in Nashville. Hi, Lori. Hello, Lee. Looking pretty and bright and happy. I'll tell you, you're, you're always looking so good. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Life is good these days? Life has been very good these days, yes. Very hectic, but pretty good. You have been virtually on a country treadmill when it comes to personal appearances. I mean... You're out in the road, like, I guess, 90% of the time these days. Yeah, 90% of the time. I'll tell you, ever since uh, probably last June, mm-hmm. we've been real hectic uh, with the road schedule. I've been doing, uh, up until a couple months ago, we've been out about 16 dates a month. Mm-hmm. And starting the end, well, starting next week, which will be the first part of March, we'll... Uh, be slowing down on on the schedule not working is like 16 dates a month and we're starting the alabama and clinton black tour so things are not gonna really slow down too much but we won't be working um the main thing that was wearing me out was the venues that we had to have that we were working which were the little old nightclubs and and we were selling them out and it was uh we needed to be in bigger venues and the sound systems and stuff that you run into in little clubs just that was the part that was wearing me out but the better the venues the better the sound systems and and it's getting a lot easier two things happen i guess to cause this this kind of crazy hecticness uh number one keith's passing untimely passing last may and all of a sudden your career taking off almost at the same time record-wise right well when keith passed away you know i knew that uh there's only one breadwinner in the family now, and, and I had to really, before before Keith passed away, I was just taking things a day at a time, and if it was going to happen, it would happen, and um, I really wasn't worried about 
where the next bill if it was going to be paid. And when Keith passed away, um, there were so many back bills that we had that I, I really had to start a full-time road schedule to, to make ends meet. And I was very lucky that Dear Me hit about that time because if it hadn't, I wouldn't have been able to get the work uh, that I had. Your recent hit, uh, uh, very successful, uh, and what a message in that song, Out of Your Shoes. Out of Your Shoes, yes. That is a, a, a great song. It's a, um, I think it's a song that most people can relate to, for one thing. A lot of gals can relate to that. You better believe it. Not that some men can relate to that, too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's, that's a song that's such a true song for me to have to sing, because growing up, uh, you know, with my best girlfriend, we'd go out at night and we'd right. borrow each other's things. And one of us would, would always get somebody who was a little bit better looking than the other one. And we'd be saying, gosh, you know, why couldn't that be me? But anyway, that's a, it, it was a great song for us. Yeah. Or as I used to say, when I'd walk in a, in, in a club with one of my friends and we see two girls sitting at the bar and I turn to look at them, I says, yours isn't so nice, is she? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, yours is a dog. <laughs> but Out of Your Shoes turned out to be a, a great video as well. It was. And as a matter of fact, Lee, we did two videos on okay. Out of Your Shoes. And it was really funny because the first video we did, we took two days shooting the video, uh, about 16-hour days. And it, we did the whole complete storyline of out of your shoes, everything from you borrowed my favorite. I mean, every line in the song, there was a scene shot to it. And a lot of time and effort went into it. And Joe Galani at RCA looked at it and said, I hate it. I mean, so we had to go back in um, within just a couple weeks after we did that and redo uh, the video. He just felt that it was too storyline oriented. And so we, um, we went back in and just did a, uh, a performance video about your shoes dear me you mentioned uh going back a few months before out of your shoes uh, was really a, a big breakthrough record for laurie morgan that was the one that did it and uh as you say that whole album uh means a lot more to you now than it did when you recorded it it has a different meaning or some of the songs have a different meaning yes yeah, some of the songs have taken on a, a whole different meaning uh i'll take the memories even though there's some of the Storyline isn't exactly the same, but uh, he talks to me, um, leave the light on. There's just so many things in the album that really, as as I listen to him now, it's like, you know, how did I ever think that meant something else? I mean, it's hard to it's hard to imagine uh, believing that they meant something else, especially now after the circumstances that have happened the past year. But uh, it is a special album. For one, it was my very first album, and we've already gone over 350,000 units with it and maybe on our way to a gold album. So that's um, not only that, but it's one of the last albums that RCA is going to ever make. I mean, we're totally gone CDs now. So my dream in life was to have a one time have me an album sitting in my album stack, and I've got one because it's a good thing I did it now because there wouldn't have been one. That's for sure. He talks to me, sounds like a pretty good prospect for a single, whether it makes it or not is, you know, still to be determined. But certainly it's been received well on uh, several country radio stations. A lot of people have heard that song, and, and the fans kind of react to that. Do you do that in your show? We do that in the show. As a matter of fact, we do a, a little spill on He Talks to Me and also on Five Minutes, which are the two songs in the show that I really get involved with the audience uh, with those particular songs. Uh, he Talks to Me is not the same um, 
I don't do the same thing on it every night. There might just be one person I sing it to, or it might be a couple in the audience, or um, just depends on how my mood and who's sitting in the f- first two rows. But he talks to me, has been getting great response. Um, as soon as we go into the intro on the stage, you know, the people react to it. So it's, um, I am pushing with all my might for he talks to me because I already have a great video idea for it that I've already uh, approached Joe Galani about, and he seemed to really be interested in the idea. So, How could we not forget your current big hit, which is still climbing to the top of the charts, Five Minutes? How could you forget that, Lee? I wouldn't. <laughs> five Minutes is, um, actually, you know, when they first decided to put Five Minutes out, I said, oh, that is... That's just not my pick at all. I, w- I would have not picked five minutes. But it just goes to show that uh, sometimes I don't know as much as the record label does. And I knew that in order to get into the song, which I, I liked the song when we cut it, but it wasn't one of my favorite songs. So I started doing a, a little skit with it on stage and involving a married couple in the audience with the song. And it's become a one of the highlights of the show, we take about 18 minutes of our show with five minutes, wow. uh, if that makes any sense. <laughs> but it's uh, it's been a really, really good song for us. And, and now when we're going into major cities or whatever, the radio stations have been doing a little contest thing, you know, call in and win, win five minutes backstage with Lori Morgan before she goes on, which is a big promotion for the, for the five minutes record. But it's doing great. You went through so much... This past year, both dramatically and traumatically, with with uh, with, with Keith uh, passing on, uh, and and now there's there's time for reflection. It like the song says, we live one day at a time, and each day is a new day. You had to overcome an awful lot of obstacles emotionally and psychologically because of it, but it looks like you've come through with flying colors. Well, you know, sometimes I think um, looks aren't everything. There's there's days when I know I have to go on, uh, whether I feel emotionally ripped apart or not. I have to continue on. There's interviews I have to do. There's shows I have to do. Um, there are days when, when I have good days and I can deal with things a lot better. <clears throat> but for the most part, it is still very difficult for me to accept the fact that Keith is not here. And there are days that um, it's almost unbearable. But, you know, everybody always says, you know, well, you're so strong. You know, how, how, how you're so strong, you know, and I want to say I, I'm not. I mean, I am, but I'm not. I mean, you see what I have to be at this particular time. You, know, you don't see me at home or you don't see me. Um, In the back of the bus. Right. Nobody does, right. you know. So there are there are things that I think everybody has to hide. And, and part of entertaining is, is, uh, is acting. Right. How are the kids coping? The kids are doing fine. There, there are days that <clears throat> Morgan gets very emotional about it. Jesse, every now and then, he'll still say, "Is Daddy coming home Tuesday?" You know, or uh, Jesse, Jesse wants to see Daddy, or you know, just. And those are things that I have to, you know, help them cope with. Especially Morgan. I think it was very tough for Morgan, but. Um, you know, and people say, well, why do you keep his pictures all around the house and this, that, and the other? And it's, isn't that hard for you? And and it is hard for me, but I have to remember that there are two other people here 
that are dealing with this tragedy, not just me. And, and I think the kids are entitled to see as much of him as they can, you know, but, but they're, they're coping. Okay. The saving grace is, I guess, in our heart of hearts, we have his music to live on uh, and to enjoy and share for the rest of our lives, as you do, and the memories of Keith. And also the fact that we know that he accomplished what he really wanted to. Uh, the public, the country music fans, accepted Keith for what he wanted to be, and that is a great country talent. Yes, he was. And I, I think, um, I don't know of anybody more deserving than the fans that Keith acquired through his short career um the memories are are something that will always be with me and i'll always have his videos but it's so strange you know my father um i can still picture my dad and even even a year after he passed away it was hard for me to remember what his hands really looked like or what his his profile really was everything about keith i still picture so vividly from his little toenail to the top of his head. You know, I mean, everything about him, I still picture so vividly. And there are days when I think, if I could just forget, but I can't. Yeah, well, it's there. But, Lori, you're looking good, and I'm glad everything is going well in your life. Uh, the new album uh, is in the works, I assume, right now. Or you got plans for a new album, because you're going to repeat your success with this one. I certainly hope we can repeat, uh, definitely. But the new album, we've got the first six of the 12 songs recorded already. And I've talked to my producer, Barry Beckett, last night. He called me from Ireland, and we discussed some what we were going to be doing for the next six, which, is, as I believe, we're doing it sometimes in, sometime in May. We'll be completing the album. Plus, I'm also uh, going to do a duet with Clint Black. Oh, and uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. That'll be a lot of fun. How does this album differ? Uh, have you gone to another level with the songs in this album or the attack or the approach of what Laurie Morgan is about musically here in the next album? I don't think we've taken a, a different approach. I think we've tried to keep the innocence of the first album um, still with the second album. We are not going in any type of different direction. I think we have a little bit more bluesy, uh, country blues yeah. maybe, to the second album and but as far as as change in direction or or whatever we're still right on target i think with the with the first album uh just maybe well just different songs you know but this, the same production type yeah this album will be very special to you even years from now down the line you'll think back on train train wreck of emotion for all the memories that it holds for you that's right. Trainwreck was my very first successful single. Um, my very first video uh, opened a lot of doors for me. Um, I was just uh, probably happier at the time that Trainwreck was recorded and released than I've ever been in my life. So this album was uh, didn't mark a happy and will always mark a happy time in, in my life. I guess uh, uh, right now you are at the point of... Uh being the darling of country female singers. And in the works are going to be a lot of nominations, and I, I know even more so important nominations, which everyone loves to get. You're going to get those awards. They're, they're not too in the far distant future for you because you have had career-wise, and you must admit, I mean, even humbly, without any ego, an incredible year. I have. I have had an incredible year, and it's uh, really taken me by surprise. I really did not anticipate... Um, 
the success that we've had with this album and the three top 10 records. I mean, I just didn't, I didn't anticipate and I definitely didn't anticipate a number one record, not this soon. Um, I hope that the awards are in the future. Those are goals of mine. As for the darling of country music, that's something that still really throws me for a loop when people say things like, I mean, I guess maybe it's good that it throws me for a loop because I, I, um, I consider that a great compliment and, uh, but it's just, it's kind of funny to me. I don't know. I, I don't know. Is your career right now where you stand a dream? You think that your dad, George had of seeing you be where you are at this point. I'm sure somewhere he's watching down and smiling. I certainly hope so. I, um, I definitely think it was a dream of his. I, I, you know, I wish, of course, I'm, I wish a lot of things. I wish he could be here to see it. And I wish we could have done shows together. And, but I, I think if, if God is a just God, he's got to be letting dad look down and see and, and being happy for the success that I've, I'm having. Look how much harder the contemporary artists such as yourself, the kids of the stars of the Grand Old Opry have had it. In order to make a name for yourself, you just can't have one record as a hit, not number one. Not one number one record. You've got to have several to establish a reputation. Way back when, in the days of Dad in his heyday, Candy Kisses is probably one of the most memorable songs that George ever did. Ernest Ashworth, Talk Back Trembling Lips. Jimmy Dickens, Out Behind the Barn. And on and on and on. Wabash Cannonball, Roy Acuff. All the opera stars. Don't Touch Me, Gene. These people made a career of one song that can't be done today it cannot be done today uh for one reason it's not just the grand Ole opry cast that can that country music consists of it's there's so there's so many uh people right now in in the country music business there's so um it's so intense it's so competitive you can't just have a number one record because there's going to be somebody behind you coming right along I mean, say George Morgan had a number one record. It might have stayed in the charts for 14 weeks at number one. You know, I mean, that's a little high there. No, but it wasn't. But, you know, there, there might not be anybody to take that place for the next weeks. Now, you're number one maybe for half a day. I mean, and there's somebody sliding in your spot. So uh, it can't be done. Back then, there was, what, 40, maybe 30, 40 people, uh, 50 on the Opry, and that was really what all the country music people heard of was the people that were on the Opry. Now you don't have to be a member of the Grand Ole Opry to have hit records. So you've got to keep pouring number ones out or, or you won't, you won't make it. You won't last. What else do you have in mind for the next year? Is there any special plans to do anything that you dreamed of doing besides the personal appearances and the hit records and the videos and just being out there, Lori, doing what you're doing every day? Do I have any other dreams that I'm wanting well, I just purchased my brand new house that I'll you be did. Yeah, that I'll be moving in next week, and I've got fifteen acres and a horse, and so hopefully I'm going to have some time to, uh, um, whether it's a couple days a week or whatever, to at least just be me, just be Lori and Mom and and whatever. Um, basically, I just really want to be able this year um, to slow down, as I said earlier, slow down the work schedule a little bit. And um, maybe do a little bit more songwriting. I don't know. I know you love to write songs. I do love to write songs. Unfortunately, the past six to eight months, I've not had a chance to even think of a 
a good hook line. <laughs> well, hopefully after this year is out and the tour with Clint Black is is gone, uh, you'll have a chance to to kick back and, and, and go back to the beautiful new home and sit back, watch the horse out there and, and write some hit songs. I hope so. Laurie, it's great seeing you again. Good luck uh, and good luck on the new album. It's always a joy to be with you. Thanks, Lee, and it's always a joy to be with you. That's super. And there's our one-on-one conversation with Laurie Morgan. I hope you'll join us next week when we'll have the pleasure of talking to none other than singer-songwriter Rodney Crowell. Until then, Lee Arnold reminding you to stay safe and keep it country.